0: Thanks for listening to Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. If you've gained any value from this episode, be sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of
0: Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. Thank you so much for joining us again.
1: I really feel like we need a new opening. I feel like I say the same thing over and over again. No, I love it. I don't. repetition
0: is the father of learning (laughs) (laughs) all right
1: guys today for us it is super bowl sunday super bowl sunday you will listen to this on tuesday that's right
0: and let me tell you a little something about super bowl sunday so there's some theories that came out long long time ago really yeah um not necessarily regarding super bowl sunday but this is regarding entertainment in the sports world and the theories aged, from my understanding and from what I've read all the way back to like when they used to have these huge matches with gladiators that would battle each other, you know, um, all the way back in the day. And the theories around it is that the political powers that be that wanted to basically pass certain legislation or the very ultra elite people that kind of pulled the strings in the global economy wanted to create a mechanism so that people could be entertained and not be paying attention to some of these things that they were trying to do. And so they decided, you know, if we can actually create a avenue for which people can go and all be focused on something very highly concentrated at all times, then it can distract them from what we're trying to do with these major power play global decisions. And supposedly that just evolved over time and then sports became much more popular and all these things. So I always wonder if, whether, whether that theory is correct or not, but I've read a lot about it over the years. And I always wonder like when there's a huge event that they've been leading up to for all these days and all the media attentions on this, what potentially else is going on that's very important that nobody's talking about right now because the media is so focused on this one big event.
1: Well, to be very honest with you, there was theories around that for Kobe Bryant's death because that's something that happened. Super Bowl is just something that happens every single year. It's this not is like true. a random event.
0: So I'm not saying just Super Bowl. I'm saying like the sports at large. Like how many people? I
1: think it's a consumerism thing. I think industries make billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, just this morning we were so it's really nice here in St. Louis today. It's like 67 degrees. So we were outside most of the day and we were talking. And I told Brian like, did you see the market cap of Amazon stock past one trillion this morning because of the holiday, because of Super Bowl Sunday. And apparently it's done that several times before.
0: (laughs) People were buying a lot of beer pong tables. Right.
1: And I'm like, holy shit. So paper cups and paper plates and groceries and food and all these things that we consume like fiends made this number jump to past one trillion. Like that's kind of. That's not the first Sad. time, I don't think. That's happened to several
0: companies. I think Amazon being one of them.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to hate on football, though. I'm sure a lot of people who listen to our podcast love football.
0: Oh, so. yeah. No, I'm not hating on sports at no. all. But just, just, that's that's a theory a bigger, that I've seen over the world yeah. or over the years I've read about it, And i was like, that's actually pretty interesting. And to an extent, kind of makes sense, you know?
1: Yeah. I just kind of see things from like a bigger, bigger perspective. You and I just question everything, though. That's right. <laughs> like weirdos. I question my own questions. Um But... In like less than two weeks, we're going on a little vacation. We're not going to say where yet, right. but we're going away for like five or six days. Thank God. It's somewhere warm and sandy and beachy. It's pretty far. Well, semi-far. Um, and it's not in the United States. So we're going right. out of the country. Thank God.
0: So I will be wearing my coronavirus mask. Um,
1: Yeah, that's where I was. So this is where this was leading to. So I keep checking our destination airport and I, I keep checking St. Louis airport for the coronavirus updates. Because we have a direct flight, so I don't think that we have an issue so much as in, like, landing somewhere and getting on a different plane and then that plane coming from China or something. But where my problem is, the freaking people in the airports. Like, if we get to the St. Louis airport and there's people in there that are, like, somehow came in contact with somebody in Chicago or Washington, D.C. where the coronavirus has already spread... I don't want to be near that.
0: I really don't think those masks do anything. Not at all. Well, <laughs> I don't think it, they tell, do tell anything. Tell everyone
1: about the eye thing. How
0: well, you know? I think, yeah, supposedly there's some of the new stuff that's coming out um, that's being transmitted through your eyes. It can be transmitted through your eyes somehow. Basically, the virus can <laughs> so, come in through your eyes. When I heard so this. So when, whenever I first told Nina this, I like <laughs> she like looks at me and I was like, no, don't be looking at people because you never know. And I messed with her and for a second. She thought I was. Be-
1: <laughs> I thought that you could look at somebody and get the virus. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm a that smart cookie. Yeah,
0: you. you're smart. So I think instead what we're going to do is I'm going to get some big Gatorade jugs from us. I'm going to cut them in half, pour the Gatorade out, obviously, put them over our heads. Like spacesuits. And then duct tape them <laughs> up from the top and bottom and then just have nothing in there except like a little straw that we breathe out of.
1: <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, dude. It was weird because it was only three days ago that the World Health Organization released this or officially announced that this was like a global emergency however they still said like flying within the united states and like in the neighboring countries is not an issue f- for anybody yet
0: but we got to go a little bit deeper into this coronavirus because i want people to go do their own research about something to this about something that happened about four months ago i think it was in october of 2019 yeah, or early november and between John Hopkins, the World Health Organization, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they actually did a mock simulation. And I think it was in New York in the actual. if you want to Google it on the World Health Organization website, you can actually validate this, and it's called Event 201 and basically what happened was they brought together leaders in major banks, media companies, other corporations that have to do with like medical supplies and vaccinations, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the World Ho- World Health Forum all together in New York for this mock simulation saying we're going to basically act out if a pandemic virus spreads. And we're going we're gonna to basically go around over this multi-hour simulation that they ran to see how would we handle it? What would we do? How would it affect the financial system? How would it affect the people that were that were passing and the people getting infected? How would it affect pharmaceutical companies? How would it affect the, the media, right?
1: They over 65 million people worldwide would die from this, yeah, could but die from this.
0: But, but here's the weirdest part. The actual thing that they did in this event <laughs> 201, out of all the different viruses they could have chosen, they chose the coronavirus, which I know has a lot of different viruses come with it but they literally like in this mock simulation did this four months ago for a coronavirus for this massive outbreak and then sure enough it happens three or four months later so it's a little bit strange when you actually start digging in um something else that's pretty interesting is i read this uh thing that the somebody in the united states actually owned the patents on the coronavirus. And I was like, "Nah, that can't be right." And so I actually, you know, leveraging my legal background went in the United States tra- pat- Patent and Trademark Office and looked everything up and sure enough in 2015 there's a company here in the United States that actually owns the patents to the coronavirus, which is really odd as well. So um, you know, if anybody's interested in learning more, there's there's a lot of interesting videos coming out as well, and I it's really difficult to really validate or authenticate them. But uh, of nurses and different people over in Wuhan, China, where that virus first broke out, allegedly saying that it is way worse than what the media is telling us, saying that there's like hundreds of thousands of people now that have it, and every day we're seeing like oh it went from 1500 to 1800, and 100 people passed, and people over there are coming out with videos being like, no, there's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people that are infected. The,
1: the one kid who f- was the first one to leak this video, I don't know if it was on YouTube or where, but he was a United States-born um, Chinese kid, and he's the one who like leveraged, somehow was able to get through like all the technical background and leak that video out to all of us in the United States because saying that over 90,000 people, this is a week ago, over 90,000 people have already died, and China's lying to you guys. Now... That's what we found out, right? You and I. However, my mom watches. Um, so we get all sorts of TV channels at our house, like my parents' house. And my mom was watching BBC on the Indian channel. And, and what
0: you mean by that is basically in BBC that they air in India. Yeah, not, not in the US. You correct. really can't get access it's to it unless c- you it's pay not, it specially.
1: It's not censored the same way that our media in the United States is. So India is huge on, how can I say this? They're huge on exposing things um, and they're huge on trying to do the right thing. You can kind of like look at their policies and whatnot. And so uh, I would say a week ago, India tried to fly in like a lot of planes into China to pick up all their people. Like anybody who was an Indian citizen, like could leave with their family and friends and get out of there. China wouldn't let them in. And so India started like wondering like what's going on and started like digging for information they're like, whoa, whoa. Like, way more people have died. Hundreds of thousands of people have died. This could have potentially come, this is from, coming from seafood. It could have come from bats. India is speculating this. They're like, you know what? China is known for eating bats. And bats carry bats are the one animal that carries the most viruses alongside rats. Rats carry 129 viruses. Bats carry 179. And India's it, they're pushing on, like, really hard, saying that China's doing dog meat, doing all this nasty stuff. They're eating bats. Like, the, the way their culture and the way that they're, Doing things there is not sanitary, and this is a threat to all of us—a threat to the entire world. I'm not against China whatsoever, so don't take anything I'm saying personally. I'm just relaying what the news channels were saying, and so they start like blowing the lid off of everything for China. And so my mom was telling me things that were happening, and um, it's just scary to see, and it's it's just like interesting—like where the connection of America and the U.S. patent came for when this first broke out like two or three weeks ago. I was convinced that the U.S. gave it to China. So that China could control all the protests that were going on. Because this eventually started to affect Hong Kong too, where all the protests were going on. And so I thought that the Chinese just, you know, put a virus in a pig or something, or in like, you know, put it in something, and it spread from there to stop their population from protesting and divert their attention, and that America helped them. Another
0: big interesting data point, if you look at it, is that. Now that this is completely taking over the media, right? Like it's all ever anybody's talking now about. Now what else is happening
1: behind the scenes? Well,
0: not that, but look what's not being talked about anymore, which is the Trump impeachment trial. Trump stuff, That yeah. just completely got washed over. And if you pay attention, the I think the media is the easiest way to discover this, if there's something big going on um, and somebody powerful stands to be heard from it, there almost always is something that occurs that completely washes over the media and nobody talks about that other thing anymore. You know, yeah. like
1: I think the Kobe Bryant thing was, was probably the next big thing that yeah. happened that mm-hmm. like took everybody's attention, um, which is really sad. I don't even want to talk about it. That makes me like really mm-hmm. so young yeah, and random, it's terrible. but it does make you think like what is going on? That's enough about us. Um, We're just hanging out today. recording this on Super Bowl Sunday. We figured we'd talk about the mainstream events going on. That's right. Um, So last week we talked about um, jealousy amongst our peers. And if you guys haven't listened to it, it it's episode 37, I want to say. Go back and listen to that one. You don't need to listen to that to hear this one. Um, While we were talking, I got the idea last week when Brian said that he used to be A jealous guy when he was younger so i've never seen jealous brian in case anyone's wondering never seen it never had to deal with a jealous brian um he's had to deal with a jealous nina that's for sure but (laughs) not the other way around and when he mentioned that i thought you know we should talk about jealousy between uh like romantic relationships um nowadays it's like everything you've got like gay people lesbian people like buys whatever man woman whatever you are um jealousy exists Um, No matter what type of relationship you're in, when it's when it's romantic, you know, and even marriages. I've seen people very jealous in marriages. Um, We're lucky to not be that way. You and I are not very. I think that I was jealous when we weren't married. But like afterwards, it's like, no, please go. (laughs) (laughs) Go say hi to that girl. like go go, Get out of my hair for a second. Uh, Things just change as you get older. But I wanted to talk about it because I don't believe that jealousy is something that we're taught as little kids. I think jealousy starts to happen in grade school and in, especially in high school. I'm sure people have had different experiences than I did. But um, let's talk about first, and I'll share my story and then you can share yours. Where did jealousy and love start for me personally? And then we're, we'll go to you and talk about where jealousy started for me. Like, of the first like hint of it that you could think of or remember. So for me, it was in grade school and the school I went to was called St. Paul's. And I had a crush on this guy who would always play basketball during, um, what is it called when you go to lunch break? Uh, Recess? Recess. Uh, During recess. And he would play with this one girl, but not me. And I don't know why. Like, I would do everything I possibly could to get his attention. Like, dribble the ball, pass the ball. Like, he just wouldn't want to play with me. He would play with her. She was much sportier, too. Um, I'm not going to mention her name because I'm really good friends with her right now. Somehow I just turned out to that, but I'm not going to say anything else because everyone's going to catch on to who it was. So anyway, he would play with her. And um, I didn't know at the time that what I was feeling was jealousy. I was not focused on her. I was more focused on him as to why not? Why wouldn't he play with me? Like, am I not good at basketball? Does he not like? like... So I would just do random shit to get his attention. Long story short, looking back, I could see how that person choosing to play with somebody else over me was making me feel like, you know, some sort of way. But I still didn't know that it was jealousy, right? Fast forward to high school when I had my first boyfriend. And he was, oh my gosh, he was so immature. We were all immature. Like high school relationships are not even serious, in my opinion, for most of us. I'm not talking about high school sweethearts. And um, I was with him, but it was like one of those in the beginning of not a real relationship just because you know we just called each other boyfriend and girlfriend and he he was just like weird he would do weird things he would like wouldn't really talk to other girls but he would like make different comments and he had a bunch of girls that he was friends with that were from a different public school they didn't even go to our school and so I would like hear about things and then like my friends would get in my ear and be like oh my god like you should be so mad at him blah 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 and so that's when I would I think it started for me when other people would tell me that what he was doing was wrong Does that make sense? And so then I would, I need to stop saying that. Does that make sense? (laughs) So I would think, huh, you can't do that, you know? And then I would like start fighting with him. And so that's where I think the jealousy started. And then I carried on into college. Um, I still was still dating the same person in college uh, off and on. And then he obviously as he grew up, like he would do other shit. Not that he was like a bad person. I'm just saying like there was other scenarios going on that young relationships have. And I would just get mad even if he was talking to another girl. I would get mad even if he was looking at somebody else because I was almost quote-unquote programmed by all my friends around me to think that what he was doing was unacceptable. You know what I'm saying? And real me, Nina, now, I could care less about those things. But it was instilled in me by my environment pretty much. And it wasn't until... I would say recently probably after like five six years ago that this really started to change for me and I and I you know when I started reading all these self-help books and meditations and the secret and the law of attraction this all spilled on to how you carry yourself and how you view yourself in relationships with the world with your family with a boyfriend a girlfriend whatever it may be and so I naturally started to evolve out of that but kid you not it took me forever because i've had my moments even with you when we were dating um where i would you know have like a little bit of jealousy and like i would openly say it but i think that's where mine started and it ended probably in my late 20s and now it's at a point where it doesn't really exist which i'll go into later but what's your story when do you when can you remember first feeling jealousy
0: I can't remember a very specific scenario. I just think that probably as growing up, and I'm sure this is similar for most people, that like when you're growing up and before you have a better grasp on like yourself and your own emotions and kind of who you are, because you're right, you're never really taught no. jealousy in terms of a, a potential significant other or somebody that you think you care about. You, you are taught, I would say, or some people are taught when you're growing up, kind of like what we talked about in our episode last week, like don't be envious or jealous of something that somebody else has, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm sure as I was growing up through like elementary and middle school, there was, you know, people that, there were girls that I was attracted to and then maybe they dated somebody else and I was like, oh, that's a bummer, I, you know, I'd want to be with that person and, and things like that for sure. I, I guarantee that happened. I, don't, I can't pinpoint a very specific scenario with that. Um, but I do know that I mean it definitely has happened to me at some point growing up I feel like when I became more detached from those types of things um, it was probably as I was like later in like early college later in college um, probably early law school time where I, I'm sure like I had jealousy at different times but um, you know as I evolved and as I got older
1: you didn't kick a garbage can
0: yeah, but that was that was just stupid. There was one time where I got upset. Um, but the reason I was upset was not because um me being jealous of the person. Kind of this particular scenario that you're referring to. Is I had this girl that I dated all throughout college and um, we're super close. And there was this guy that was in my fraternity with me, and we were like friends, right? And he I know that he liked my girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. And Um, so that was always a little bit awkward to that extent, but like there was times where like we would maybe, our relationship was kind of on and off throughout college. And there was one particular scenario where like we had like just kind of like cut things off and then we had like this big formal event with, um, where we like would invite a date and do all these different things. And then he goes and like invites her and it was like, (laughs) he's like, dude, like I don't really care at the time. Maybe I was a little bit jealous, but I was more upset at the situation, like, like, A, you're my friend, B, you're like, we literally just like broke things off a couple of days ago and now you're like inviting her to like this formal, like almost like you were planning it and just like waiting Double for blammy. something to happen. Yeah. And I'm sure, yeah, at that time, that was just when I was younger and, you know, much more immature and uh, just got got ticked off. But, you know, that's that was a long time ago. Yeah. Not, not like that at all anymore.
1: Let's move on to how we learned otherwise or how did we grow out of it. So for me personally... I grew out of jealousy by taking like a very spiritual outlook on life. It just came with it, like I mentioned earlier for me. But it also – I started to realize that I feel so happy and so good, like when I'm like on my own, doing my own thing and not worried about that in in a guy. And when those moments would arise where I did just feel like that pit in my stomach or like what's happening or I wanted to like go snoop on somebody. All of us girls have been there, you know, and I've been there too in my stages. But when that started to happen and I started to get older at the same time, I realized that I just, that made me so unhappy. And as I've gotten older, I've put my happiness first and anything that disturbs that, I tend to like cut the cord on it really quick. I'm not saying that I'm always right when I do that, given each circumstance and situation. I don't think that that's very mature of me to do. But in this scenario, um, what I chose to do was cut the cord on me letting something have power over me. Not not necessarily cut the cord on the guy or snap on the girl, but more like you do what you want to do and that's your karma. Mm-hmm. You know, like any nobody can actually do something to me is where I started to come from. And I also read an article from a blogger. Her name's Peyton, and I don't know how to say her last name, but it's like Serantini, Sarantini, or something. And she's on Instagram. She's significantly younger than me, but she's so like – way more mature than I was at her age and I love reading like stuff when she starts to get deep even though she sells clothes and makeup and jewelry she actually writes really deep stuff sometimes and she said that being in LA coming from a small town in Texas I read this like three or four years ago she's like I definitely didn't fit the mold in LA like when it comes to looks right like big boobs and like small waist and you know Big eyes and long blonde hair. And she's like, I've definitely done what I could to manipulate my looks. But my jealousy reared because there was just so many beautiful young women around me all the time. And dating life sucks out here. And she's like, so I used to catch myself like slipping and getting kind of jealous and envious, but not making me feel good. Right. And so she said it best. She's like, I started to portray what I wanted to feel. And I wanted to feel confident. I wanted to feel happy all the time around men, around attractive men. I wanted to feel happy even around attractive women who were in the same room as me and my crush, you know? And she's like, I wanted to feel powerless, powerful and like limitless and just have a good time and let whoever's meant to be in my life come to me and not me being like, feeling like I'm chasing and crawling and competing with so many people. Like that's exhausting and... And she, and she was going through a lot of the time because she even said she's like moving there. I had enough going on and enough changes going on. And this was just adding on to my pile of shit. And so I started to think of that. And I was like, you know what? That's that's a very good way of thinking it. That do you want to go out with your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife and always be on guard, you know, or be worried about who he's dancing with or what she's doing? I, I had an example of when I when I realized that I wasn't really jealous anymore. You and I were already married And we went out for Mardi Gras last year and we ended up at the wheelhouse at night and you were holding my purse just dancing, dancing, dancing all over the place. And there's two incidents that happened that night that made me think like, wow, even though I'm pretty lit right now, I'm like done with the jealousy stuff. One girl, very, very attractive girl, significantly younger than me, her and her friend come up to me. She's like, oh, my gosh, he's so cute. He's so hot. I'm like looking at them like, what are you talking about, (laughs) right? Because I'm just dancing like a crazy person in the middle of Wheelhouse. And they're like pointing to you and me because you and I were like dancing together. And I'm like, oh, him? <laughs> and they go, yeah, you guys are so cute together. And I'm like, oh, I was like, that's my husband. And like, I flashed my ring. And she's like, oh, my gosh. And she goes, I was just about to say you guys should get married. And like, and there was zero jealousy that they were like thinking you were the cutest thing on the planet. And then later that night, we were trying to get your friend Ryan. I, we, were, we were trying to get him to talk to a girl, blonde girl that I saw across the uh, bar And he just wouldn't walk up to her. So I went over to her and no, I didn't go over to her because I thought she'd think it was weird. She was very intimidating. I thought she was gorgeous, taller than me. Like I was like, oh, she might think I'm weird. Uh So I actually was like, Brian, go over to her and tell her that you have someone for her and like point to Ryan. And Brian looks at me and goes, you really want me to do that? And go, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, just go. It's okay." And he went and like, I just didn't care, you know. And granted, these are very recent examples, but the jealousy part took me some time, actually, Um, especially my story, because I kind of uprooted my life and changed a lot of things to come to St. Louis four or five years ago. And so I'm in a city where I don't know anybody, but Brian's in the city where all girls know him. Everyone he's dated or everyone he's talked to or done whatever is probably roaming the streets of St. Louis. Like I've probably seen all these girls. And so for me, that's where a little tiny bit of my jealousy would come out when I first moved here. But now it's just like child play, right? Like I don't really care. Um, I think it's cute and I think it's funny. But you just, you tend to respect yourself more. I care more about how I feel. If I'm out to have a good time, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to let anything that Brian does or says or any other girl that does or what she does or say ruin my night anymore. And if people are being genuinely nice to me or curious or girls are envying him or looking at him, I honestly think that's a compliment like to me. You know, like I'm happy. So you just kind of take the power back and look at it through eyes of like humor. Not so serious because at the end of the day, this took me a long time to learn is that if somebody can just take your wife or husband or girlfriend or boyfriend from you, like, and you're just standing there being jealous, then you don't want that person to begin with, you know what I'm saying? Like Just think if anyone listening is like in the dating world, if you honestly have to control your significant other from going off with somebody else at all times, you really want to be with that person?
0: Uh, We talked about this last week too. And I think that just the emotion of jealousy is very ego-based in the first place, right? And I often think that jealousy projects insecurities inside of that person in which is becoming jealous.
1: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. There, And those insecurities might be very naive too, like... Mine was that I don't know anybody and everybody knows Brian, right? I don't know which girl he's dated, but they all probably know, you know? Or, yeah, it's things like that that happen. And for women, I think, um, and I'm sure a lot of girls are going to agree with me here, we just don't want to look stupid, right? Girls just don't want to be that girl who got cheated on. They don't want to be that girl whose guy is out, you know, talking to a bunch of other girls while she's not there. And then, like, the talk of the town. That's, like, a big one for us females. But hey, you just have to not care and you just have to like stay in your happy place at all times. Don't let that stuff bug you, you know, Mm -hmm. at all. How did you outgrow? Because you're definitely not jealous.
0: I think that over time I just looked at it and I was just, I think it's when I really started to understand egoic-based reactions. Yeah. And when I looked at it, I was like, okay, for me to be jealous of a situation like this, I'm losing control, right? And Mm -hmm. I try to stay very, like, calm, centered in control of my emotions at all times. And then all of a sudden, if I, like, would feel that, I'd be like, okay, let's take a step back, let's objectively, like, view what is causing this emotion right now. And when I do it that way, and I kind of let just detach from it and watch the emotion come by. It's like, this is silly, you know, why would I ever let somebody else? make me feel a certain way I'm the only person that can make me feel a certain way so I think that's kind of just what happened over time as I evolved and then now like didn't even jokes around like like I don't I have like zero jealousy in in me whatsoever, right? Just and the so, other day,
1: we were at the we were at Soulard Farmers Market. This was yesterday. And what? <laughs> and we we're walking. And I've never been to the Soulard Farmers Market, but I, we went yesterday. And I'm like prancing around, and it's totally taking me back to Philadelphia. Like it reminds me of the Reading Terminal in Philly. Like I'm loving it. And I'm like, Brian, doesn't this remind you of the Reading Terminal, like in Philly? Blah blah. Like I'm talking to him, and he's like, I don't think you ever took me there. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, well, I've taken so many guys there. I can't keep them straight. <laughs> and he just looked at me and then keeps walking. And then like two seconds later, he goes, what'd you just say? <laughs> yeah. And then we just both laughed about it. But uh, no, you don't have any any jealousy in you. Yeah. It's just funny now. I, we we I, crack jokes about it now. I
0: also think too, and this is like obviously like a worst case scenario thing, but I also look at people too and it's like, if you are with somebody that you're so fearful and jealous that they're going to go do something... That's a problem you should be addressing in your relationship. You're gonna right? be so
1: you're gonna live a very anxious life.
0: And maybe it's not even two sided. Maybe it's one sided and you just have this false representation yeah. of this person that you're with based on past events or yeah. things that you think could go wrong. And that's gonna be really challenging. That's a good
1: point you made. That's a very good point you made because some of us uh, in high school had don't you dare touch my tea. Brian, that's mine. Some of us maybe went through like traumatic relationships right like maybe we got cheated on in high school or college and everybody found out about it and it was so embarrassing blah 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 and so then you start to think that everybody's going to do this and so you're kind of on guard that is one of the things that happens sometimes but uh you got to get out of that that's the podcast on victim mentality which I don't even know what number episode that is but go look it up because if you keep living your life in the present Based off past experiences, then you're just going to keep repeating that for yourself.
0: Yeah, you're That data
1: is old and gone. You can't apply that to your present moment.
0: Yeah, but a lot of people do. And a lot of people find themselves repeating situations because of that. Yeah. That is a reality that's being created based off a fearful projection they're subconsciously holding or consciously holding yeah and so they're thinking about it all the time and then they go and they end up meeting a person that's going to teach them that lesson again until they learn to detach from it and realize oh i've seen this before i'm done with this i'm deleting this out of the future and now i can go with open arms and embrace that somebody good could come into my life
1: yeah i know people Now this is marriages where like the one won't travel without the other or the one gets pissed when the other one goes out of town with their friends, you know, and that to me, I'm not don't get me wrong. I'm not judging. I think every relationship um, maneuvers and works differently and you have to do what works for both of you and what's best for you. But for me personally or for us, no, Brian can go out wherever he wants to go and do whatever he wants to do. And he completely fully supports when I want to like bounce from St. Louis and going out with my friends out of town, like NPA or anywhere else that we happen to go. We don't have to be, we are tied to the hip, but we don't have to be, you know what I'm saying? Like you do your own thing and I can do my own thing. And you never, not once have said, no, I don't want you to go there. Like, what are you going to do? Get drunk? Like guys are like that. Like guys will, I'm speaking probably for a lot of girls right now, like, Oh, what are you going to do? Just go have a bunch of fun and be stupid? Like, be reckless? Are you Are going to go get, like, wasted with your girlfriends and, like, talk shit on me? Like, that's what guys say. It's the truth. And I don't really know what guys say to... Well, I, I don't know, like, what girls can say, but um, I tell Brian to go out with his friends. Like, I tell him to go do things. Like, go. And if he doesn't want to go, that's his own damn choice. And it's mostly work-related, that he's got to do something. And he doesn't have time to dilly-dally around the streets of St. Louis. But... You just have to kind of like hold your own ground because at the end of the day, you're two individuals who have come together, okay? You can't control one another. That's not healthy. Um, Here's the problem, though. This is why we're talking about jealousy. I see everything you and I talked about is like when we, before we were 30 years old, like teens to our 20s, mid-20s. But I see people who are older than you and I, adults, married, and with kids who are jealous. And that's what I want to address is that if you, most of the people who listen to our podcast are younger than 30, but if you are somebody who's older than 30 or younger than 30, this is for both of you. You have to address this situation inside of you right now because please, God, do not be that 40-year-old husband or wife who's jealous. Like there's nothing more unattractive and just downright insecure than that about somebody and i'm 100 telling you this as an outsider who's like observing something right and looking in on something i can't stand it i think it's disgusting and i think it's very usually people like that also try to control their spouses in their career um in what they want to do and what they want to wear and where they want to go in their like life decisions they're just not supportive people
0: because i think a lot of times that jealous reactions end up converting into controlling personalities
1: yeah yeah they try to control the narrative at all times so don't the the question i had here was when is the right time to give this jealousy up work on it now like right now get rid of it right now and before you get married absolutely get rid of this i don't think that you should ever go into a marriage having any sort of insecurities or jealousies within you i think you should completely heal yourself and work on yourself and get into a healthy relationship and a healthy marriage from the get-go there's articles that i found around this was is jealousy a sign of love or insecurity insecurity in my opinion insecurity however growing up people around me would be like oh my god like he doesn't like you he just doesn't respect you he's talking to so-and-so like you know that's where that came from for most of us that's where that begins is when we're all young and stupid and trying to give each other <laughs> words of advice but we don't even know what we're saying I don't think jealousy is a sign of love and I joke with Brian all the time keyword joking that I'll like say something about some like hot dude in St. Louis or something and he'll be like he'll just look at me and just like giggle right I'm like oh you don't even care you don't even care if I came home with so-and-so. You don't even care if I talked to so-and-so. And he just thinks it's hilarious. And he's like, no, I really wouldn't. <laughs> like, well, what do you want to do? You know? And then he'll actually make funny comments like, oh, well, I join you guys on your date.
0: I think what's funny is that's actually something that I think a lot of girls and probably guys do as well to like. Mask. They do it in a way to pick a fight almost. Could like, be, yeah. And, and be like what would you do if I went out and did this and this? And, that'd be, and like most people, like they do it like it's to piss somebody else yeah. off, like to push their buttons. To like pick a fight. Well, guess what? I ain't got no buttons, guys. Oh, I, don't do it.
1: I don't do it to pick a fight. I just nah, do it to she just does it, face. joking around.
0: But usually I'm like, go for it. If that's what, If that's the path you want to take, do it. <laughs>
1: there are seven steps to stop being jealous because we come with our podcast giving value and how to solve a problem. So get ready for my seven steps, okay? All right. The first. Don't act on your feelings. This is a huge one and it goes back to what I said. I just wanna be slap happy all the time. And so if something's making me feel one way or another based on what my boyfriend or husband is doing or what some other girl is doing out at a bar, I'm not gonna act on it. I'm not happy. I'm not from I'm not coming from a good place.
0: And I wanna draw a line in regards to clarity on this. This is specific these seven things are specifically regarding the jealousy topic we're talking about because You know, in in other episodes, we've talked about things like act on your feelings. Like if you feel that you want to go do something for a career switch intuitively or something like this is very specific to what we're talking about. Yeah,
1: this is just jealousy. Number two would be to calm down and stay vulnerable. And what I mean by that is when you start to question your significant other or you begin to, your mind starts to race and you're thinking about what are they doing? Who are they talking to? they're still not home or whatever the scenario be or, oh, my God, she's talking to that person. He's talking to her. When when that begins to happen, it's like a spiral effect and it, it like quickly goes downward. You can catch yourself in that moment. It's not hard to catch yourself and just think that you gave this person a chance for a reason, right? When you choose to love somebody or you choose to be in a serious relationship with somebody, there is a, there's an aspect of vulnerability that comes with that. You put yourself out there again. Why do you want to mess that up? Why don't you just hang back and observe what's happening? Because if that person does do something that's inappropriate, that's not the one for you. That's right. So stay calm. Number three, express jealousy in a soft way. Um, I would love to... You, elaborate on this
0: would you elaborate i don't even know what that means
1: so like okay if you and i had an issue or some girl was talking to you, you talking to some girl i'd be like brian who was that girl like i would i would i would confront you in a, in a calm manner not like attack you in public
0: but to me that just seems very passive it's like you're, you're attacking in a no, calm manner. no it's communication you have, like an under no it's communication lying prerogative of what you're because
1: you do. could come out and say that was my brother's ex-wife or something you know what i mean like you can come out and like clarify that instead of me just snapping at you in public or somewhere it's me expressing that hey i'm feeling this way like who was that or like i'm and then and or you say oh she you know dented our car outside like when jealousy happens or you feel it you don't even know the whole story where you're in your head assuming things are happening so you should always confronted that i'm not saying because the reason number three is in there dude you don't get rid of jealousy overnight so when it is happening learn to communicate that in an adult manner however Got it. for me personally i have never expressed jealousy in a soft way <laughs> so i understand how tough that can be number four appreciate yourself more this is goes back to what i shared with that blogger when i read her stuff and it really clicked with me was you have to love yourself so much that You don't let others actions towards you, um, bother you or get to you, like fly above it, rise above all of it. And I like to sometimes think like, especially when you're married, I think, um, or if you're like really, you've been dating for somebody for so long, I kind of have this thing in my head and I don't want to sound conceited, but it's a trick that works. Okay. It's like, you're never going to get anything better than me. Like this is as good as it gets. Like, I'm the prize. You already got it, right? Mm, And like, it's just this confidence that you exude. It's like, why do you want to be this like pathetic little murmur, annoying little bat to your significant other by being jealous? It's just unattractive, you know? Just be above it all. Number five, heal your wounds, which comes from you're jealous for a reason, from your past experiences, your insecurities, you think other people are prettier than you, you think other dudes are richer or more jacked than you, whatever it is work on that number six trust your partner release control like you said earlier a lot of jealousy turns into controlled it's like trying to control the person and some women find that attractive they want to be controlled or some men need to be controlled and that's just not a healthy way to live let that go why are you giggling
0: I was, just, I was just thinking this episode of this uh, show we watched the other billions? Day called Billions. <laughs> if anybody's ever watched Billions on, on Showtime, it's like one of my favorite shows. But one of the characters in there like gets up and he's like, I love being controlled. It's the um, the guy who's running for the New York State Attorney General. It's great anyway. That's kind of... Chuck Rhodes. It. Yeah, it's, it's tangential. But if you haven't watched that show, it's awesome. Go check it out. Billions Showtime. That was a non-paid advertisement. It's <laughs> an
1: awesome show. And then number seven is trust yourself. And I like to see this one as what is the worst that can happen? You know, you're trying to control your partner from cheating on you, trying to control your partner from talking about talking to other girls or other guys, whatever the scenario may be. Why? You know, why can't you just sit back and observe? Or why can't you just let things play out the way they want to play out in the universe? Do you forever want to be with that person who you have to like keep an eye on all the time? That's no way to live. So trust yourself and your path that you will be, aligned with the right person you will see the real true side to this human being so you can cut the cord quicker or you will realize that you're worried for no reason you know like you have to like bring the power back to yourself that's right don't be a jealous nancy oh how to handle a jealous partner i forgot i had this in here so the first one was what was the first? How to stop being jealous. And the second second steps I have is how to handle a jealous partner. Okay?
0: Do you know what it is?
1: Quiet. Number one, be honest and trustworthy. Go out of your way to always keep them in the loop. I love this one because I will tell you something. I didn't even get the chance to be super jealous when I came to St. Louis because Brian is an awesome communicator. Guys should take note. Like I'm tooting your own horn for you right now.
0: Toot toot. He was out last
1: night, okay, for like the first time in forever without me. Tried to get me to go out. I was just like, nope, nope, not doing it. And so he goes out and literally within the first 30 minutes, I get a text. How's it going, cutie? And I'm like, can he just like go out and have a good time, right? And then like the next hour, he's Instagramming me. What are you doing? What are the dogs doing? You know, like keeping me in the loop, sending me videos of this old lady who's dancing in the bar, like constant communication. I'm not saying that that's what everybody wants, but I clearly know that the dude's not out talking to other girls and I know that he's like in his right sound mind because he's texting everything pretty coherently. So you have to, when you know your partner may be jealous or you know your girlfriend or boyfriend might be a tiny but insecure, especially in the beginning of a relationship, go out of your way to just, communicate with them if you're not around them or if you're out at a bar and other girls are coming up to you other guys are coming up to you full-on ignore people make your partner feel comfortable and make your partner realize that they have nothing to worry about like that's how you can fix the situation number two is be understanding i know a lot of people especially guys if they're called out for being jealous they will snap out instead of being understanding or, I'm sorry, I meant that the other way. They will like freak out on their girlfriends for being jealous instead of realizing that it's coming from a sad place. It's coming from a hurtful past experience or some insecurity within that person, which means they need love right now, not judgment for being jealous. Number three, explain your side. Don't condemn, condemn them or ignore them. I know this from a guy's perspective. Some guys flat out ignore their girlfriends when girlfriends start acting jealous. Dude, don't ever ignore somebody. That's probably one of the worst things you can do. When you ignore somebody, they see that as you shut down and don't care. You have to sit there and be calm and communicate back and forth. Five, or sorry, four, shower them with affection. This is another thing you do.
0: Hold on. How many parts do each of these have? Because you've at least read eight or nine of these right now. Uh, No. Are these like A, four. B, C, D. This is four. And there's <laughs> seven.
1: There were seven in the first one. And there's seven in this one. All right. Let it rip. These are tidbits of value. Okay. Number four, is shower them with affection. So when Ryan and her out, we are not huge into PDA. But... Oh, let me take that back. He never used to be huge into PDA when we were in law school. Like, he wouldn't even hold my hand in public. This is how bad it was. However, fast forward to now, the married life... The guy even tries to like get on me in the grocery store. I know those too much information. But that can help your partner realize that it's like they're about you and nobody else. You know, like they're zoned in. They're here. They're present. And they're in the moment with you. So shower them with affection. Number five.
0: Usually hugs in the sweet potato section. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, set boundaries. I don't like this one. We have no boundaries. So I'm not going to talk about that. Number six. Go to therapy. Um... If you're really young and listening to this and you have, like, a uh, like a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, <sighs> therapy? No.
0: I don't, yeah, well, no. I don't like that no. one. I like, mean, move I, on. If, Cut the cord and move if on. If you absolutely think it's helpful to have a, a neutral third party walk you through your problems, I'm not saying anything against therapy. No, marriage therapy.
1: and kids, I understand. You got to go to therapy. Fine. I
0: just, I just don't think that, you know... If, but, you, you're strong enough to work things out without having to have. Yeah, with my party. 20
1: tips I just gave you. And, guys. It, and, it, and
0: if you're not, it's because one or both of you is acting from a place of ego. So if you can't knock that off and be able to work something out without that,
1: yeah,
0: then you're having some more serious challenges than you realize. But
1: let me clarify this because we're not. I'm not against therapy by any means. I think if you're married, then go to therapy. I think if you have kids involved, go to therapy. But if you're young, like less than like younger than 30, or in your in your early 20s, which most of our listeners are, please don't, no, don't go to therapy with this guy. Dump the guy and move on, okay? Or dump the girl and move on. And number seven is my favorite one. What's that? Break up with those people. (laughs) (laughs) No, really, it's like- Cut the cord. Cut the cord. Get over it. All right, I have some books before we wrap this up. All right, let it rip. These are different than last week's book. Last week's books were based on jealousy amongst your peers and other people in your industry and your family and friends. This one's more relationship-oriented, like I said, for the 100th time. First one is Daring to Trust by David Ryko. And the second one is Courage to Cure Codependency by Leah Clark. That's an incredible way to put jealousy. Some men and women truly, and I can think of one couple in particular, I'm telling you, like, this girl leans on the guy so much and it is so apparent that God forbid he goes off and does something without her she cannot function and if he like goes and does something or has a party or like has a dinner she doesn't know she takes that very personally like she can't have her own time to herself it's like she always has to be included and like be coaxed um and anybody listening it's not anybody that I know it's not it's not any of my friends this these are people that I just I knew at one point that were like acquaintances so I think codependency is also one of those underlying issues when it comes to jealousy and now here's my quote. I have a quote for women and I have a quote for men. Women, jealousy only eats up your beauty. Have more faith in yourself. You got something what other people don't. So, for all the females listening to this podcast, you have to hold yourself to a much higher standard than stooping that low. No guy, or if you're, you know, you like women, then no girl or woman can ever. Bring you down to a point where you think that you're not good enough and you have to snap or you have to control their actions because you're fearful of what they're they might do to you. And here's a quote from men. The jealous are troublesome to others, but torment to themselves, but a torment to themselves. So if you're a jealous guy, you're just you're hurting yourself pretty much.
0: I think that what also comes back to a quote we've mentioned in past episodes about resentment right when we had that episode around resentment because jealousy is one of those things too that if you think about jealousy as like a hot coal that you're holding on to you're the only one that's going to end up getting burned the one holding the jealousy so I think it's very similar to that as well
1: Agreed. You guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode.
0: Yeah, and everybody, go out there. Hope you enjoy the Super Bowl. You'll be listening to this on Tuesday, but I hope we hope you enjoyed you uh, enjoyed the Super, Bowl. <laughs> the Super Bowl. That's right. And uh, we hope
1: you're not hungover at work today. We hope you took off yesterday from work. That'd be the smart thing to do. <laughs> but
0: uh, we hope everybody has a great week. And as always, you know, if you enjoy the podcast or if there's any other type of feedback you want to provide to us about ways that we can improve, please always rate us on any of the podcasting platforms or shoot us notes on Instagram. Dixon 6 is mine and Nina's is Nina Paul Dixon. And, uh, you know, we love to engage with our audience. The audience is growing like crazy. We're super humbled like that. And um, just we're, we're excited to engage with you all. So please feel free to reach out anytime and I hope everyone has a great week.